Hello and welcome back to the temple. Welcome back to the temple podcast. It's a real pleasure to have you here. Um, I'm Edward Pike. I'm the creator of the temple. I'm a spiritual life coach and I'm here to really guide you to come home and to embody your divinity in all of its forms. So this podcast is a space for exploring ancient wisdom through the stories, the experiences and the insights of creators, uh, leaders, healers, therapists, coaches, artists and creatives. And to really translate that into practical wisdom for the times that we're navigating right now. So I'm super excited to be sharing this, um, this recording with you, this round table. Uh, we recorded this, I think, at least a couple of months ago. It was probably end of January or February time. And since then, as, as many of us, myself, the temple, everything has been going through a profound um, shift and change. And so now that we're exploring the theme of creativity, this recording just is the perfect uh, way to deepen that, that exploration. And you'll see it was beautiful and very profound and also very practical conversation around the power of beauty and the power of creativity and how we can really um, be creative in our lives and our work in everything that we do from a more conscious and connected place. So our guests for this recording are beautiful, beautiful people, of course. Uh, we have Marianne, Marianne sorry, Hartley, who is a branding consultant and the founder of Hartley and Soul. Uh, she's also the creator of the Universal Heart book, and she just has an, an amazing eye for and a, a deep connection with beauty, actually. We also have David Nazario, who is a writer, an educator, uh, the author of the book Make Love Your Religion, and just a deeply creative uh, spirit. We have my beloved partner, Rob Sykes, uh, who is a DJ, a sound therapist, and a straw marquetry artist, and from whom I've been really learning so much about beauty, about color, and creativity. And of course, myself, uh, and I come into this conversation as a photographer, and as someone who also enjoys creativity in all of its forms, from creating websites and podcasts to, to other formats. So you'll see this conversation is just full of beautiful wisdom, um, also some very practical tools. Toward the end, we have a round of sharing on some of the practices uh, that help us stay connected to our creativity. So there's seven really juicy practices there that you can, you can start to weave into your life. We also touch on what creativity actually is um, and what it means to be a channel for creation. We touch on how our uniqueness and our individuality are actually key to creating, uh, well, to creative magic. So some really interesting and important uh, things for you to explore and for you to receive. And if you want to go deeper into all of this wisdom, as usual, uh, if you go to this podcast page on the temple, you'll find the, the seven practices that I mentioned um, in written format. But you'll also find uh, some journaling prompts and contemplation questions and an exercise to help you go deeper into, into this information. 
And as usual, I always invite you to, to leave a comment on the, the podcast page with what you receive, uh, what you felt, what moved you uh, throughout this conversation and throughout this exploration. So I invite you all to take a deep breath, to just sit back and relax and allow yourself to be moved by this wisdom and to above anything else, enjoy the podcast. Okay. Hello, everyone. Good to see you. Welcome to this. I think it's now the fourth around the table on the topic of the power of beauty and creativity. And as I say those words, I feel already kind of the potential in this conversation for what's going to come. So I'm very curious and excited, I would say, to see what arises from, from each of our individual perspectives and experiences of that topic. So as usual, just to frame it for people who are listening, we go around the table. Uh, each person shares. We really give space and time to each person to, to dive into that theme, into their personal and unique connection to the theme. And we allow over the course of roughly an hour to, for these, our stories, our experiences, our wisdom to kind of become a more uni unified whole to weave itself together and to hopefully also take out of it some really practical uh, steps or explorations or prompts that you can um, dive into yourself from, from this conversation. Yeah. So we have a virtual table and I'm not going to introduce, we're going to do that now in our own, in our own ways, our own words, uh, Marianne Hartley, David Nazario, my partner Rob Sykes next to me and myself, Edward Pike. So we'll do a first round of, of just introducing ourselves and, and who we are and what is our personal and also professional connection perhaps to the, this topic, the power of beauty and creativity. And I'm going to invite Marianne to start and then we're going to David, Rob and I'll finish. So Marianne, off you go. So hi, Edward and Rob and David. It's a real joy to be here with you today around this virtual table. And um, so I'm Marianne Hartley. I'm the founder of Hartley and Soul Branding and Design Agency. Uh, it's somewhere where we create irresistible brands that capture all our senses and leave us feeling connected to the heart. And yeah, the power of beauty and creativity is really at the heart of my professional life, but I think also at, around my personal life in a sense it's it's core to um to life itself i feel and they're vital ingredients for um for joy for satisfaction for exploration and expansion and um yeah i think that's that's me for now great thank you david Uh, hello everyone thanks for having me i love the um the name of your company marianne i just want to hardly that's pretty cool um but my name is david nazario i um first and foremost i am a brother a friend a lover a um, spirit human um and then secondly i'm a writer and a speaker and an educator 
So I've been uh, blessed to be able to do that um, all of my adult life and never have to um, work at a job that I don't love. Um, so I've been um, working with young people, teaching, and, and doing that while pursuing a career as a writer and a speaker. And I think that um, the power of beauty and creativity, um, I think I'm experiencing it in a totally uh, new way. And it's informing my work and the things that I write and the things that I, I create and the things that I wanna bring into the world. Um, I think I'm having an opportunity to look at uh, things like death and pandemics um, as beautiful things, you know, finding, not finding, but um, letting the light come out of that. And I use, you know, light in quotations um, because I don't think there's, one of the things I'm learning about the power of beauty and creativity that there is no, the light as we call it, or the positivity is no better or worse than the negativity or the darkness. And I think there's a lot of beauty um, that's emerging from that for me right now. And um, it's tiring at some, at times, but it's, it's beautiful at times. Um, and it allows me to create and, and share in new ways. So I'm excited about that. Um, and I'm also finding that my creativity, that the more tuned in I am to myself and my spirituality, um, my creativity flows, um, which is something that I knew, but it's, it's nice to be reminded, at, you know, at this stage of my life. And um, yeah, I'm just very, um, I have a lot of gratitude for the power of uh, beauty and creativity. And yeah, I guess, I guess that's what I'll, what I'll share for now. Thank you, David. Thank you. Want to go next? You can go, I'll go to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're changing the table a little bit. Um, okay, so I'm Edward. I'm the founder of The Temple. That's uh, one hat that I wear. I wear a few different hats. Uh, second hat is spiritual coach and even, I would say, sometimes a catalyst for personal transformation. And the third hat is creator and creative and uh, photographer and writer and filmmaker and also web designer. So I express my creativity through really kind of in, in, in that context, really giving form to the intangible, let's say. So I do that, for example, through photography. And this is something that's just, I've, only in hindsight can I see what I've been doing, which is really see through the eyes of, let's say, my soul, see through the eyes of source through my camera and really kind of put that into a video, put that into uh, a photograph. And I created a whole, a whole book called I Am. I am Crete or I am Awaken Your Nature, which is a kind of an expression of that deeper seeing that I just naturally have the capacity to do. And which I also do with my web design clients. So really getting, again, it's, it's something that I can't always explain, although I can begin to explain it more and more just in, in really intuitively sensing and seeing the essence of what they're offering of what they want to bring to the world and, and putting that into a tangible expression like a website so it's it's really the merging of you know that creative side the spiritual side all of these different aspects and that's my connection to this theme the power of beauty and creativity i've seen it time and time again in 
in photography, you know, it, even in myself, just taking a beautiful photo and the impact that it has. Suddenly you've, I've seen something that maybe with my eyes I didn't really capture, but then it comes into an image and something is created, something happens in that moment. And there's a, a, a kind of, a, I would call it a moment of awakening, of expansion. But also in, in clients, um, someone who, who sees, you know, the first structure of their website for the first time, like I had a client this week, and it was very different to what we'd spoken of, but it was perfect. And even I was surprised by what came through the colors and the images and, and, how the, it, and the, the layout, but it was perfect for what she needed. And it really gave a beautiful sense of her, of her. So, and, and of course it had a massive impact on her. It really gives, you know, a confidence, a clarity, um, it's like an allowing of something that perhaps before is invisible and intangible and not fully formed. And then it gives it a form. Um, and there's something that happens in that moment, which uh, I'm curious to hear everyone's take on that, how, how we do that through beauty and creativity, give, give form to this formlessness. And maybe that's the next round of, <laughs> of, uh, of conversation. Um, yeah, that's all I'll share for now. I'll let you introduce yourself. So hi everybody, my name is Rob Sykes. Um, nice to be here today with you all. Um, my expression of creativity, I guess, is, um, is, has seen many, many iterations, um, both as a, I guess as a child and kind of growing up as, a, as an adult. Um, I'm currently expressing myself and connecting to my creativity through um, my work as a sound therapist. Um, but I'm also a furniture maker uh, and I specialize in uh, a craft called straw marquetry with my furniture. Um, and I've also uh, DJed professionally for about 30 years. So I've had uh, many different um, outlets for my creative expression. And I think more recently um, through my training as a sound therapist and my relationship or awareness really of us really kind of just being energy, energetic beings, kind of, you know, energy trapped in these kind of human forms. I've, I've really kind of come to see how, yeah, my connection to kind of creativity and beauty is, is, is is just that it's a, is, is all related to energy and, and how we as, um, energy beings kind of move and express and and create um so yeah that's that's the, i guess the short answer to my connection to creativity and and beauty right now mm. Mm, nice Ooh. yeah so let's dive into what i just brought up there Marianne, i'm curious to hear your and and david and everyone's kind of understanding or or, or connection to that to the idea of beauty and creativity creating form out of something more intangible and invisible so what's what's your experience with that and, and what do you see that the impact of that can be for people yeah it's a really it's a really cool subject because you talked about making something visible from the invisible i i often see it a bit like as a also like a translation you know you have a thought or a feeling or an emotion and then you, you want to give it form or you want to give it a, a shape and a color, and maybe a sound as well, or a texture. And it's how, so how to translate uh, 
um, a, an idea into something visual, like into something tangible. And it feels like a, it's like a metamorphosis in a, in a way, or it's a, it's, it's um, yeah, it's a translation. And it's, it's also in a way like uh, giving birth to something because it's something that doesn't exist or just as a, as a thought and something that didn't yet have, have shape and color and texture. And we get to, to give it this, this form. So one of the things I love with, uh, with my clients when I create brands with them, it's really about discovering what's at the heart of their creation, their business, and what, what they stand for and what they want to showcase in the world. And when we talk about it, and it's, you know, it's really about tuning in and sensing uh, in, yeah, the essence of it, and then bringing it into, into form or giving it, sort of giving it uh, a visual life and a visual life form. And once, when you relieve, re, not relieve, when you reveal the design to, to the client and it, it really matches the, the thoughts or the, the intention, it's really powerful because it becomes like a, uh, it is a transformation. It's, it's a bit like you, you have this sense of uh, really coming, coming together and being connected and sort of having this moment of truth where something lands and something is um, falling into place. So those moments are a real are a real joy they're sort of exquisite and you also you feel them physically in your body that when something has has landed um, and when yeah when when the visual is a true reflection of of the thought or the idea and when these come together it becomes really powerful and it it's like the design has its own energy its own life in a sense and um yeah, it becomes like a separate entity. It becomes, yeah, like a, a separate being as well that has its own needs and it's, it becomes um, alive. Um, the, the other thing with, I mean, I think beauty, you know, you can see things, David, you mentioned that, you know, about the, the dark and not necessarily making one thing positive and the other one negative and, there is beauty everywhere when we, when we look or when we're aware. I've noticed often if I'm in a good space, in a, if, I'm, if I'm in an open-minded state of mind and I walk around, I see beauty everywhere. And if I'm stressed or if I'm in a, you know, not such a good space, I don't see the beauty around. And it, so it really depends on our internal state and how much beauty we can see on the outside, I think. That's also like a, it's a mirror or a reflection of uh, where we're at. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I like the idea of um, uh, giving birth. because I think that's, um, that's what it feels like a lot of times. And I think that um, that's what it is. As, as creators, we 
um, join forces with source energy and then, you know, almost like we're mother and father or, you know, any combination of, <laughs> of things. And then something is birthed from that, which is, you know, a piece of poetry or a website or a piece of art or a photograph or, or, or what have you. Um, and I think for me, the, uh, the, I guess some of the most impactful things that I've created um, were products of me just letting source come through and then, um, and then kind of just running with it. Um, and I'm thinking about like my poetry comes a, a lot that way. And sometimes I'll write things and I know that it's of me, but I'm just a channel, you know, it's not necessarily um my words but it's what's well, my words but i'm letting um source energy come through and convey the message that i that i am hoping to get out and um and i think also like marianne was saying um there's a certain resonance that happens when when it when people can feel that when people can um tap into the emotion that you were feeling at the time or that you're speaking of or that i'm speaking about with my writing um so yeah, and I, and I find that the more connected I am to myself and source, the easier it is for those types of uh, beautiful and creative things to come through. Mm, thank you both. That's really good points. And what comes to mind straight away <clears throat> to kind of respond to what you just said, David, is that's exactly my experience and i'll go back to the the book of photography of crete it was it started off as just you know wanting to take beautiful photos of the island and places i visited and and then four years later i think four years after just start of living here i started to kind of see a pattern or see how they kind of came together and and then formed something like all these different dots started to to, to join and it, and it it wasn't conscious at all, especially in the beginning, what I was creating. But then to, to start to see the end result and how it came together so perfectly and, and how photographs that I had, you know, taken just really kind of just snapshots just came into this beautiful piece. That was one really good example of, of in, in my own experience of what you just said, of just letting, allowing source energy to create through me versus times when I'm, you know, force trying to force it sat at my desk and trying to create, especially my experiences with social media and Instagram, I, I'm trying to create something beautiful, trying to create something impactful. And it just loses a whole, uh, it loses so much of its uh, authenticity, maybe or its naturalness and its power eventually and, and its resonance. And so I'm really curious about that, that, that kind of line or that dance between these two elements, especially when it comes to, you know, maybe doing it professionally or wanting to impact people and how, how can we do it in a way that still honors very much what you share, you know, the, 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 I guess the being the channel of some of life energy or source energy or even a higher consciousness. Um, and putting that into into form, so that's very very interesting. Yeah, to to see these two ways and to have that it, the the very clear experience of both. One feels more a lot more effortless and has felt 
surprising in a way it kind of reveals itself and you're like oh wow this came through i didn't realize this versus the other feels like a forcing and um if anything a disappointment and not being able to recreate like that experience so i would love to throw that into the circle and see how everyone's experiences of that is maybe for the next round of, 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 of sharing. And I was also curious, Rob, since you're next, how this relates to DJing and to sound and to music. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just thinking about that while I was listening to the three of you, um, in particular, the, the connect, my connection with music and DJing, um, you know, it's kind of, when I think back to kind of all those, you know, years of kind of standing there and being the conductor, if you like, of this room full of people and similar to what David said, I was kind of really just a channel for, for this, you know, it was mm -hmm. a channel for this sound to come through uh, to kind of galvanize that room or to create an energy or to bring the people within that room together. It was kind of, that's, that's essentially what the music's doing when we're all on the dance floor together. It's just, it's unifying and it's, it's, it's just, again, going back to the kind of energy kind of topic, it's just unifying us as one energy and it's, you know, raising the vibration. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking beyond the kind of the music for me with, with um, when I create a piece of furniture or a piece of art, like I'm doing now with my straw marketry, the end result, I guess, is always what impact is this, what impact is this creation going to have on somebody or what impact is this creation going to have on me, actually, on me and others. And again, it comes back to this, um, it's a vibration that we're, it's that we're creating a vibration. That's all, whatever we do and however we express ourselves or whatever we create, we're essentially just creating a vibration because obviously we know everything in the universe vibrates. So it all comes back to vibration and frequency for me. So whether it's a, a piece of art or whether it's um, some poetry or that, you know, all of these expressions have their own unique vibration. And that's what, you know, that's when you then get the resonance, you know, when people react to it, there's a resonance between that person and, and that thing that's been created. Hmm. Yeah, wonderful. Another round on this topic. I'm sure many things entered our heads as we're listening to each other. So Marianne, do you want to take the next round? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, lots, lots of thoughts. But one, for example, you know, um, I think at the heart of it is the intention with which we create something. So whatever we create, um, yeah the the state of mind the yeah the intention is really crucial so to to create something with the highest intention that it has the the best effect and the highest for the highest good of the person and everyone who comes into contact with it is in my eyes really important because um like you say rob you know it's a frequency and um even something sort of solid or a design or something you can look at has um, is energy still and it, it has its own frequency and our creations may outlast us you know for some of them will be there once we're not there anymore so it's also we have a responsibility in what we 
what, which imprints we put out into the world and which imprints we sort of offer because, yeah, they, they're going to be there. Maybe we don't know for how long, but, and we don't know how, how many people it will impact. Maybe it's just one, maybe it's 5,000, who knows? But um, our intention with it, that, so that the intention is pure behind it, think that then is is um, imprinted in uh, in our in our creation and I loved what you say about you know wanting a specific like wanting to create something beautiful or wanting to have an impact Edwards and I think it's it's like a dance again it's about you know being fully committed to the creation but also letting go on how it's going to come through and because it generally doesn't come you know, it's not necessarily, okay, at 8.15, I'm going to be creating the most beautiful design. And uh, by 10.49, it's going to be, you know, having an impact on 5,000 people. And so it's that we can't control that part. But it's like, yeah, fully being committed to the, to the outcome, but sort of letting go on, on the process in a sense. And, you know, we're, something that happens regularly and i'm sure you've all experienced this it's um you work on a on a on a project and you're you sort of you sleep sleep on it for for a day or or two and suddenly in the morning you wake up and you have this oh it needs to be this or it needs to be that or in i need to add this part or i need to drop this or i need to add this this sound or this color and it's when we don't think about it or, you know, doing something completely different, like a walk or a shower, suddenly the thoughts are, are sort of, the, the ideas come through and it, they are, they don't belong to us. They really, it is, you know, they, they come through us, but we sort of, with a receptacle or uh, the channel, like you said, uh, David. And I also love what uh, Elizabeth Gilbert says about, you know, the, our muse or, it's like thoughts and well, creativity. We're again, we're we're just sort of uh, receptacles to it, and uh, if we don't take the opportunity to bring it through, well, the creative idea will find somebody else to to be channeled through. You know, so it's like they exist. It's like um, all these creative ideas exist, and we're we're here to when we think of something or when we receive that. If we act on it, then we become the, the birthing channel. And if we don't, then it'll find somewhere or someone else who will be taking on uh, the task of bringing it into the world. And yeah, so it's like, it's like um, creativity isn't, isn't from us, but it comes through us. Yeah. I may need you to repeat the question again, uh, but the one thing that I did want to say is that, um, yeah, I love the, the thought of intention. And one of the things I was thinking about when Rob was talking is um, also just originality and uniqueness um, that when we're like, you know, tapped into that source energy that I think we trust a little bit more our way of doing things. And I think some of the greatest creators, the greatest artists, the greatest DJs, 
the greatest writers, um, the greatest fashion designers have their own way of um, creating something beautiful. You know, like um, Rob may drop, you know, he may play the same song, but when he drops the beat, he's going to do it in his own way, in a way that not the crowd expects him to, but the way that resonates with who he is, you know. Um, and I think that's what makes some of the greatest creators is that we're able to and again, I don't know, I, I don't want to just project my own, you know, kind of where I'm at, but it just seems like everything come, comes back to me to being tapped into source and being um, just vibrating at your highest. Because I feel like that's when, for me anyway, that's when the, my best work comes out. That's when it comes out the easiest. That's when, you know, I might, um, last week I had a workshop to do and it was the day of the workshop and I didn't really know what I was going to do, but I meditated and it just came to me very quickly in my meditation. Um, so yeah, I, I think that when we're, we're, we're tapped in and we know who source is for us, I think that we are able to put our own unique spin on it that that source has given each one of us. Cause we, you know, we all, we all have that unique uniqueness to us and not in the, the, kind of just a cliche of way of saying uniqueness but really that that um we're each different like you know each of us has a different fingerprint and things like that so i think that yeah when we're able to put our own stamp on it and trust i think that we're able to create um more freely and we're less concerned with the um impact um because we know what the intention is and we know the space that we created it from so we just let it fly and we're just confident and we're already we're not really thinking about whether people liked it or did this or did that we're already on to the next thing and that thing is living and doing what it needs to do and we're we've already you know we're on to the next uh hopefully beautiful thing that we're creating mm, beautiful and a real sense that's coming up as you were speaking david was this this word uniqueness and there's a real magic like the meeting point of source energy with our with all our personal history and all our our likes and our dislikes and our story and our experiences and every single moment of our life it's like there's a, a uh, which is of also source energy but there's a kind of a weaving of those two together in my experience and and what comes as i'm saying as i'm saying that is also I've had experiences of that brings up fear actually in me that there's a fear of being that vulnerable and raw. It's sometimes easier. And I know for myself, it is to, you know, to focus on the light, as we said, or the beauty of source and create beautiful things from that space, putting like the human, my human baggage and my human experience and all the beauty and the struggle and the challenge of that into things like my writing, you know, um, photography is different because I, I, I guess you, you can still put a lot of our humanness into it, into what we're focusing on, but the, the closer, the one that's closest for me and that is writing, um, and how to weave, you know, my, both my personal story into it as well as, you know, receiving source and receiving the a higher consciousness and a wisdom in that. And as I'm speaking, what's becoming obvious is that, you know, that's really the dance again, right? It's like that, that dance of the two. And I, 
you can also see artists going into the, the, the other extreme, which is very human, very raw and very deep, but without maybe that light, without, without that, that higher consciousness. So what's coming as I'm sharing is that it really is like a, an invitation to do both. And you shared about DJing, you know, and as David said, someone could play the same exact song and it could be very connecting and uplifting experience for the crowds. If that's the intention, if there's a weaving in perhaps of that, that intention or that, that energy, that consciousness versus someone playing the exact same song and then one's like twiddling their thumbs and there's no, there's, there's no, I don't know. Yeah. There's no impulse and intention or a website or a brand, you know, two people might create the exact same logo, but one will be infused with, with all their personal likes and history and their intention for their work and, and you know, their purpose and their mission and all these things that you, Marianne, I know help people really dive into deeply versus someone could have the exact same logo and it doesn't really have that vibrant, that, that, that vibration or that energy. So what I'm, I'm really connecting to as I'm sharing is, is that is the importance perhaps of bringing these two together. Yeah. And, and because we're free, we can do, we can choose not to as well. We can choose, choose to go either way. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself when you were speaking, actually, um, <clears throat> you know, this is this, this discussion is around the power of beauty, the power of creativity. And I was just <clears throat> thinking of, of, of that, actually, what, what, what is the power of beauty? What is the power of creativity? And for me, it's, it's how I'm moved by the things that I see when i see mm. beauty whether it's a piece of glass that's been blown in such an exquisite way that it, it move it literally you know moves me like the emotion in my body i'm i'm, I'm almost reduced sometimes to to, to emotion because uh, to tears because it's it's so emotive just just me seeing something that's you know so full of beauty and craftsmanship and skill and and i think it's it's a it's two things that I'm responding to. It's the, the actual thing in front of me, which I can see with my eyes, but on a deeper level as well, it's, it's, I think it's an, a, there's an, a, maybe an unconscious appreciation for the craftsmanship and the skill and the love that's gone into, that, that, that somebody somewhere has, has put into creating that thing that I'm seeing. Um, you know, I, I always say when I, when I create a piece of furniture, it, it's, it's, I find it really difficult sometimes to, to put a price on it because I say to people, you know, that piece of furniture has my DNA in it, my <laughs> soul. You've got a piece of my soul and blood. in that piece of furniture because, you know, I've, I've put everything into it. You know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't even, for me to get to a point where I'm actually willing to sell it, <laughs> then, then I, you, you know that I'm happy with it. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, the power is how it moves me. Um, so I'm curious to actually hear other people's, um, I don't know, examples or experiences of, of what the, of what the power is. The power that you just, uh, sort of gave us an example. It reminds me, you know, at times, yeah, going to an exhibition and seeing a, a sculpture that has such a deep impact and 
I can be completely mesmerized by the by the form and it may look sort of simple or like there's nothing special necessarily about it but it just radiates and it has it exudes so much um beauty that that has a yeah i totally get that sense of being moved you know and it's like you have you have an experience you you feel you feel it in in your body when when you're met with a beautiful object but it can also be it can also be you know a sunset or a sunrise or just a glimpse a, a drop of water on a leaf that suddenly catches the light and you just think there's something so just um outstanding about small things that capture beauty the sort of the magnitude of beauty so beautifully and um and that yeah it touches touches my heart and it leaves an imprint and it sort of I've, yeah i am changed by that experience and um yeah it's it's a it does yeah it's it's nearly like i was going to say it changes our dna you know it sounds sort of grand but I, we we are we we are in constant conversation with our surrounding and what the objects and the the pictures or the the yes the surrounding the the city or the nature we're surrounded by has an impact on on how we feel so we're you know we are yeah we're in constant communication in a sense with with uh not just with people around us but with the space around us and so it's really important that the space is also supportive of of who we are and what we want to create in the world if we want to create beauty i think we need a beautiful space as well otherwise we're in you know there's it makes it more challenging i mean that's a, absolutely okay too but um yeah that our uh our surrounding i'm sort of going off topic in a way a bit but it's it's i think the space around us um impact us and impacts how what we then create and what we put out into the world and um yeah but it's also that um, objects and works of art or you know maybe things we use every day couple everything has um yeah everything has an energy and everything has a, a frequency and that has that is powerful it has an impact on on us for sure so was the original question what is what is our power was that what it was no the uh, the, the original question was um what is the power of creativity mm -hmm. what what is the impact or what is the power of creativity the power of beauty how do we define it mm, i don't know i think we just feel it i don't know um yeah i think we feel it and uh one of the things that i was thinking about uh when both of you were talking rob as well as uh, marianne was the um that i think at a certain point as creators we accept that um 
everything that we're doing, like our life is, um, we're just we're just creative. Like everything is 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 potentially something that we can create that's powerful and that's beautiful. And I think I'm learning for me anyway is to not separate it, to not separate um, even my spirituality, to not because I I think all of it is intertwined. To not separate my spirituality from who I am, and that it's not something that I have to do, but it's just something that I am. Right. So I'm I am a creator. I am creative. I don't do creative things, but I, I just I am this thing, and I think that's one of the beautiful um, parts of being a creator is that. I, with me anyway, we get to a certain point, I'm finding out I'm getting to a certain point where these things are just um, who I am. And it's not that I'm compartmentalizing my life or my time. It's just that everything is um, creation. Everything is spirituality. Even the, you know, it's not that I have to go do something spiritual, like meditate or do yoga or whatever that people call spiritual, but just that everything has a spiritual element in it, that everything has a, a creative element in it. And I think, I mean, that's just an exciting place to be in, to um, just to be creating constantly and to not separate yourself or separate myself from creativity and just be just be creativity um and really try to embody that and i think that's powerful i think it's powerful for people to see it's powerful for the person to do and then there's so many um one of the other things i was thinking about when you all were talking was the intersectionality of our own unique experiences and i think the power comes from that a lot of times so the the um um you know, stepping into, I'm, I'm finding that my creativity, in addition to writing, is also now my creativity is being displayed in my queerness, in my um, being a brown person, the intersectionality of being queer and brown, um, in movement, you know, so all of these things are um, creating new ways to be creative, and it's exciting, and then I think that, I think what I was saying is that our, our unique perspectives are our, our, our lives our lives uh, trajectory then calls on us to um, display that creativity in a certain way right so um, there are times when my creativity has to be not it has to be but it comes through in a poem about social justice you know and 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 that's what is, is coming through right now and that's unique to me because of my position in the world and you know what I mean? And then the intersectionality of, um, you know, being brown and being this or being that and all of these things can come together. And I think that's when the uniqueness part comes in too. And when we're able to marry that, that uniqueness with, um, uniqueness with intention is when that real power and beauty can come out of our, um, creations <clears throat> oh i love that david uniqueness and intention that's a, a nice formula yeah beautiful um what was coming up as you as you spoke was actually the experience of moving to this new house and ev when everything is creation everything you know where you put you're going to put this flower pot where you're going to you know put the cutlery where you're going to place this everything is like suddenly every single decision is is creative i mean not that it isn't outside of the house but it really becomes really clear that everything is new and everything is is creation 
And the, the challenge of that, I mean, my, the challenge for that has been doing it, I think, as a couple, because there's one idea and then another idea and another idea. But also the impermanence of it, because, you know, you're putting, especially when we move in, we're putting things in, knowing that in a few weeks time, we realize we have to move things here or move things there. And there's something quite profound in that, in that exploration and that, that we've been doing. I found myself becoming less attached to it needing to be a certain way and it needing to stay a certain way. And that the act of creation or creativity or creating beauty is very impermanent. Although Marianne, as you said, it might last, some things may have a, a much longer legacy and might, may last long, longer than us. Like the, the way you, the way we've arranged the lounge right now is beautiful in one way. And you know, tomorrow it'll probably be different. Um, and there's something quite powerful in that, I think as well. Um, that there's these different, I know it's an expression of something temporary as well as deeper, you know, of our uniqueness of using this example of bringing the objects that we love together and arranging them in a certain way that is also unique, but also has an intention to create beauty and to create a space that's welcoming in this context. So there's something quite profound as well in, 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 in that, in, Maybe it goes back to what we shared before of not having, you know, when we come with an expectation or desiring an impact or desiring something, then it, we do lose maybe that intention or do, lo do lose a bit of the purity of that intention. Um, and yet there's something very profound in the fact that we are creative beings, as you said, and it's constant and endless and um, some things may last, some things may not last. And there's a freedom in being able to do it regardless to be able to play with it regardless and to let others collaborate with and to co-create with others, which for the ego can be challenging because it's like, no, I had this vision of the lounge looking this way, but uh, suddenly you're putting this there. What do you mean? <laughs> you know? uh, so for me, my personal experience, that's for me, that's the next level of creativity, which is also part of the exploration with the temple in, in general is this co-creation. And, and I, for me, I believe that's what we're moving into as a collective as well as relearning that art, that art of interconnected creation and how we can, how we can create together. Um, yeah. When David was speaking, actually, what was coming to me was, um, I don't know, the, the kind of the ridiculousness actually of, of people defining themselves as creatives, because we're all obviously we know that we're all creators and just what was coming to me when David was speaking was you know even the act of making food <laughs> dinner if you're making something with love and then and, and you know you take the food tastes different if you're you know if you're making something you know generally if I'm making something for somebody else to eat you know there's an energy that goes into that I'm wanting it to kind of be good I want it to be the best it can be um as opposed to, I guess, maybe sometimes I think if when we're cooking for ourselves, there's a kind of, we're maybe a bit more dismissive and we're like, oh, I'll just cook something quickly. But there's a, again, going back to this idea of energy and creation and, you know, intention, you can taste it. You can taste the energy, the energy of the food that's been made with love as opposed to the food that's been made without love and intention. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to add that because that was kind of coming to me when, David was was speaking about everything that we do is is creative, really. Mm. 
So maybe now's a good time to have a round with some, see how we can make this practical for people. What would be like a one takeaway point or something that people at home can do or start to explore to help to help practice, to help open up to, I guess, beauty and creativity in a way that the way that, that, that we're speaking to, which is really with intention, with love and with, um, yeah, with, a, um, I guess, purity of, of intent for it to, to have an impact. I'm curious to see what comes from us for in terms of some takeaways or some, some insight, practical insight for people. Marianne, do you want to start with that? Yeah, as uh, I think many of us are working from home currently. So I think something simple that uh, we can all do is, you know, the, the area, the space where we work, just to maybe it, can, it could become a daily thing, but just to put, you know, something that really delights you when you look at it on, on your working table. So I, I always have a, a candle, most sort of, sort of, you know, doesn't matter what time of year it is, but I, I light a candle before I start work just because it's something that makes me feel really good and it makes me feel like, um, yeah, um, it's, it creates like a space where I feel held. So I've got candle, I love flowers, so I, I generally have, you know, some flowers on the table, but it could just be, it could be a pebble that you've picked up that you know that you love the the shape or the color or the the feeling of so having creating like the your working space sort of creating it intentionally so you know even if it's on the kitchen table because sometimes that's where you're you're working from just um make it into sort of creating a sacred space to work in and to support uh, the next hour or the whole day that you're going to be spending in that space. So, um, of, of, uh, of your work as well. If you just look at, um, the energy of, and the, the items on your working space. There's actually one one other thing like and when you can take yourself out just, you know, for a walk or just five minutes when you go out to get some fresh air. Just sort of look like look around and maybe look up if you're in the city, look up because you see things that top of houses are sometimes absolutely stunning and we don't tend to look up a lot. And what happens if you look at the top of the houses you'll see patterns or designs or sometimes you know the 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 date of the building that when it was built and and often then you also when you look up you also see the sky and the sky is always changing and there's some beautiful patterns that appear in the sky that you know then ne it's never ever ever the same so it's sort of a unique glimpse that you catch when when you look at the sky and so yeah looking up and uh at top of buildings and the sky. Yeah, I think it's a combination of what you all have been saying. Um, I really like what, what Rob was just saying about um, just noticing it everywhere. So I think that's a, a practical way to do it in our cooking and our dressing. 
uh, the way that we walk, the way that we talk, our hair, our facial hair, everything. Um, and I think it's also important to, I know Rob said it was ridiculous, but I think it's, it is a good thing sometimes to call ourselves creatives and not necessarily if, um, if there's money tied to it. Because I think, you know, Rob made a great point as far as everyone being creatives. And I think that um, maybe we can all just call ourselves that, whether we're being paid to do it or not. Because um, I think there's power in in naming that and owning that and 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 seeing the um, the gift that comes with that. Um, so I think that could be a practical way. I think like um, I was thinking about what Edward was saying as far as I think it was really interesting because you made me think about the point of. I think there can be a new beauty that emerges from sacrifice. Like when there's two people that are coming together and, and maybe um, one person has the idea of the way this should look and then the other person thinks it should look another way. But now this first person is sacrificing what they think in order, you know, to, to uh, not appease, but in order to work with this person, right? And, and that's a very loving act. So it's like, wow, I just, you know, these two people just sacrificed a bit for each other. and the love that can come from that can spawn something else that's beautiful. So I think there's like, it's this wheel of sacrifice and love and sacrifice and love. And then, wow, what amazing, beautiful things can come from that. Just looking, um, just getting like that beauty and that creativity from sacrifice, from working together, from, from um, being open to um, looking looking at things in a different perspective because you love the person so much that you're creating this this new space with. So I thought that, that was really um, a, a different way to look at it. And I, I'm glad that you said that because it's a good reminder that there's also like, you know, beauty and creativity can come from sacrifice. So I thought that was, I thought that was pretty dope. And um, I was gonna make a point about what Marianne said, but now I lost it. <laughs> Um, yes, I, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, I would say just to, to name it, to, to create all the time. And I was going to say something that I thought was pretty good, but now I can't remember what it was. But those, are, those are my tips. We'll have one more round. They might come back in uh, before the last round. All right. Yeah. Thank you, David. Um, yeah, I was going to say something different as a takeaway, but what you, you just said triggered something else, which is my, exactly what you just said. When the, And I've, I've often shared with Rob that I feel there's three of us actually creating right now. There's myself, him, and the house, and that there's a real co-creation between the three of us. Um, so the house also kind of, you know, infuses where things can go. Like, luckily you know a lot of our furniture just fits perfectly in places that we want it to go um so it really is this kind of this dance um so i guess there is a sacrifice for a, a part for an idea for an expectation and it comes from listening and i think that's that's the takeaway in the practice i would invite people to do is the the that kind of intention of creation that we're talking about here which is that really the highest you know, potential, the highest outcome that will have an impact uh, on others, in my experience, comes from that listening and and being and being willing to to follow through on what on what comes up. As an example, for the house, you know, I could either go in all guns blazing with the dining table needs to look like this, 
or I could pause and go, okay, this is one idea that I have, you know, what do you think and what actually is going to be feasible in this space? So, i.e., what does the house say? And from that, something is created that is, you know, we've a few times in the past couple of weeks, amazing and far beyond what I could have thought up or far beyond my original idea. So in that space of listening, it's like there's a, there's a potentiality that is not there if, if we come in all guns blazing with our expectation. Yeah, I would say listening. So, you know, in practical sense, that means perhaps just pausing before engaging in a creative, in something creative, in like even making food or dressing and kind of, you know, connecting with our, our deeper self, our deeper nature and, and feeling it or listening if there's something that we want to express or that we need to today. Because I, I think creativity is expression, but also sometimes it's just like a hug, isn't it? Like you talk about fashion and, and dressing and some days just want to wear something just to, so you feel good, you know? I mean, ideally maybe that's every day, but you know, some days it's like, oh, I want to share, I don't know, I want to share how I'm feeling. So I want to wear a tiger on my front and you know, what all white or whatever it is. And some days I just want to, you know, give myself a hug. So I just need to wear old clothes that are torn and you know, <laughs> the things that I love. So I think in that listening, the creativity might be different to what we expect and it allows it to be more alive as it, as it changes, as we change and as our, our lives unfold. Yeah. I was almost tempted to ask if I could go before you because I thought you were going to say what I was going oh, to yeah. say and you didn't, <laughs> so that's good. Um, <clears throat> I think for me that one of the most powerful practical tools if you like that I've that I learned this past year was the act of kind of going into innocence and and going inward and you know um, whether it's by way of a kind of you know a meditation or just you know closing your eyes and just kind of kind of going and and becoming that inner that that young child that that's unaffected by all of the kind of conditioning of life going back to the essence of of us as you know me as a child and then coming back and opening my eyes and then seeing the seeing the world through the eyes of that young child that for me has been a massive um help in 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 moving my creativity forward because i, I see things so differently i have no there's no um barriers to you know i don't my logical mind doesn't come into play so when i when i remember to to consciously go into inno innocence or in no sense as william whitecloud calls it i find that's really helpful to me um when i'm when i want to be creative mm -hmm. um the second one i would the second practical um tip i would give is to to do, do something that makes you happy, like listen to a piece of music or move or you know, yeah. dance or do something that kind of raises your own vibration. Because for me, that always helps my creativity. It's, it's, it's you know, there's, there's, there's flow. You know, when there's flow and there's movement in my body, I often find that that helps my kind of thought process and my creative ideas kind of come through as well. Mm. Oh, wonderful. Oh, so much beauty. Um, I think it's time for the final round where I, we ask you if there's any closing comments and how do people connect with you? So Marianne, off you go. Thanks. 
Um, closing comments. It feels like, yeah, seeing beauty everywhere, like just opening our eyes to seeing something that we find beautiful really can transform your day and it can be it can be the smile of someone about it can be a pebble in the on the road it could be just noticing a the shape of a leaf on a tree it could be anything if there's yeah noticing beauty that just adds you know adds a dimension to to our day so it becomes more multi-dimensional rather than just a flat gray canvas um so to connect with me i'm on instagram hartley and soul i'm also there's my website hartleyandsoul.com and um yeah they're two or on linkedin as well marion hartley and uh but they're three good places to connect with me and thanks for this conversation I would just say that beauty and creativity is everywhere. And the more that we are able to tap into it and name it um, and express it and live it and embody it and share it, I think the happier uh, we are, we, we all are individually, and then we can bring that to the collective. So thank you all for having me and, and for having this discussion. It's um, a great way for me to start off my day. And, and a reminder, you know, for me, because I think a lot of times we can talk about these things, but um, it's good to to listen to others and to internalize the things that we've said. And to and I think it fuels our 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 our, our ability to create and live um, creative and beautiful lives. So thank you all very much. Um, you can find me on social media. My Instagram is davidnazario.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, David Nazario. By the time you hear this uh, audio, my website may or may not be done. <laughs> if it is, it'll be davidnazario.com. Um, there's also a Facebook page for the book that I wrote. It's called Make Love Your Religion. That came out in 2018. If you are interested in that, it's available where books are sold, as well as on the Temple Store. Um, and yeah, I'm on social media, YouTube, um, name. Just, uh, I guess, search my name. And thank you all. Mm, thank you. Um, closing comments. Uh, the one thing I'm feeling is like this, as you said, David, this, this reminder and this, this inspiration from this conversation um, to, to live that creative life and to look for beauty and to seek to create beauty. And there's a beautiful prayer and practice from i think it's the navajo navajo tribe in the in um, america which is called the beauty way and um this um shaman who i follow a lot alberto Rioldi, talks a lot about the beauty beauty way which is creating beauty but also recognizing beauty um and i just feel that invitation oops <laughs> microphones here the invitation for us right now um and for myself to to remember that and to really take that take that that conscious time to to weave that into my day uh, as much as possible and especially into those moments when i don't want to weave it into my day i think those might be the juiciest moments to try and weave a bit of beauty into it but yeah um 
And to connect with me, you can also, of course, of course, find me on the temple or edwardpike.net or on Instagram. I am Edward Pike. Yeah. I think my closing comment, it's quite similar to yours, Ed. I think it's, it's a reminder to remind ourselves that we that there's no limit to our creativity we are creative beings we can create whatever we want um and so remind ourselves of that um and to to keep inspiring ourselves flick for a book listen to some music move dance do something that that moves your energy and and raises your vibration to allow the creativity to flow through um i can be found uh i have two websites one for my furniture and straw marketry which is robsykesdesign.com and one for my sound therapy which is robsykesoundtherapy.com um and i'm also on instagram as robsykesdesign and robsykesoundtherapy oh and i'm on soundcloud as well i think just as rob sykes for dj mixes Mm, that's a good point yeah well, thank you very much, everyone. Can I can I mute yourselves just to close? Yeah, thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. Thank you for diving in. Um, thank and, you. Yeah. And, thank you for creating the space. Mm, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. <laughs> it's effortless and it's beautiful, and I love it uh, to hear and to receive everyone's wisdom. And, and beyond, as someone said, creativity is beyond us. And it's always, it also comes from beyond us in these moments, in these spaces. So um, I, I just love doing that and receiving that. So thank you. And have a beautiful day. Me too. You too. Thank you, guys. Bye. Good to see you. Bye. 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 Thank you.